Hey everybody, I'm Beth Davis and welcome to Teachable Tuesday. I'm so happy to be with you to be reading and praying together the Gospel of John chapter 16. Grab a Bible or, you know, sit and soak it up because we're going to read it together. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, fill our hearts, our minds, our souls and bodies afresh with your love and presence. You're real, God. You're with us right now, so we breathe in your presence, Lord. Thank you that we're never alone. Thank you, Lord, that as we set apart this time for you, this time in your word, that we don't do that in vain and we don't do it in our own strength, but um, that we're just making space for you to come and speak, Lord. We're here, so speak, Lord, your servants are listening. John 16, I have said these things to you to keep you from stumbling. They will put you out of synagogues Indeed, an hour is coming when those who kill you will think that by doing so, they are offering worship to God. And they will do this because they have not known the Father or me. But I have said these things to you so that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told you about them. I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you. But now I am going to him who sent me Yet none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment about sin because they do not believe in me, about righteousness because I am going to the Father and you will see me no longer, about judgment because the ruler of this world has been condemned. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of Truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me because he will take away, he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. A little while and you will no longer see me. And again, a little while and you will see me. Then some of his disciples said to one another, What does he mean by saying to us, A little while, and you will no longer see me? And again, a little while, and you will see me. And because I am going to the Father. They said, What does he mean by this, A little while? We do not know what he is talking about. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him. So he said to them, Are you discussing among yourselves what I meant when I said, A little while, and you will no longer see me? And again, a little while and you will see me. Very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn, but the world will rejoice. 
you will have pain, but your pain will turn into joy. When a woman is in labor, she has pain because her hour has come. But when her child is born, she no longer remembers the anguish because of the joy of having brought a human being into the world. So you have pain now, but I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you. On that day, you will ask nothing of me. Very truly, I tell you, if you ask anything of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive so that your joy may be complete. I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures, but will tell you plainly of the Father. On that day you will ask in my name. I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world. Again, I am leaving the world and I am going to the Father. His disciples said, now, yes, now you are speaking plainly, not in any figure of speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need to have anyone question you. By this, we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, do you now believe? The hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you will be scattered, each one to his home, and you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. I have said this to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you face persecution, but take courage. I have conquered the world. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Man, there's something so powerful about reading scripture out loud. Even just reading and, and praying with you, I'm noticing new insights, different words and verses that really speak to my heart. And I'd love to hear uh, what God was saying to you personally in his word in John 16 today. So share your takeaway in the comments wherever you're watching. And here on Teachable Tuesday, I'm gonna unpack with you and for you my takeaway. Now, you may or may not know, but Jenna and I do a little chat after uh, Teachable Tuesday every week called Ask Me Anything. That's like our headline, that's kind of the premise of our little chats. Um, so we sign off on Instagram and then we hop on, it's on, um, it's on YouTube, it's on uh, our Facebook, it's really most other places that you can watch anything. And really that's all we're doing is we're just talking with you. We're chatting and you leave questions and comments and we just get to hang out with you. Ask us anything. And I find that it is easier to ask other people things than it is sometimes to ask the Lord. You see, when you leave a, a question for us in the YouTube comment box, Jenna and I can go back and forth with you right there. We can share resources, we can share our experience, we can uh, share prayers, right? But sometimes, I end up a little more frustrated in prayer when I bring questions to God. When I try to ask him anything, sometimes I'm met with silence. And that's really discouraging, isn't it? 
because these are big questions. These questions are very loaded with history and emotion. Questions like, when will you? Questions like, why did you? Or, why didn't you? Questions like, where were you? These hang heavy in the air when we pray and heavy on our hearts. They come with a lot of baggage behind them, right? There's an urgency to getting those questions answered in our time. And just like on Q&A, when we come to prayer, we have the same expectation that if I ask a question, I'm gonna get an answer. The thing is, what I'm learning in prayer is that when I bring my question, it's more important to enter into conversation than it is to get an answer. You know, I, I think an answer will satisfy me, but really the only thing that will satisfy is intimacy. The only thing that will satisfy me is connection and conversation with a living person, the living God. And I've found, and I, I keep having to learn this, that when I bring these questions and I met with the person of Jesus, the answer, the, the practical, the black and white, the why and the when and the how and the who, that doesn't matter quite so much because I'm in relationship with the one who knows. I don't always have to know if I'm in relationship with the one who knows. My uh, takeaway, uh, a verse that I come back to again and again, uh, not in my own, not on my own accord, not by my own will, but in God's mercy, he will often remind me in prayer of verse 12, John 16, verse 12. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. It's so gentle, isn't it? It's so merciful. We come with this urgency, with this expectation. We come demanding to know how and when and who and why. But, and the Lord has many things to say to us, but the answers to those questions, oftentimes we cannot bear them now. In our limited way of thinking, in our humanity, sometimes we're so close, we cannot bear the answer now. But the Lord, he has many things to tell us he's not withholding, he's simply in his gentle, loving mercy, he's waiting until we're ready to hear that answer. God's will and the timing of these things, that the timing of our lives, the unfolding of both the beautiful and the tragic events of our lives are all held in the palm of the Father's hand, the palm of his capable, loving, strong, never leaving us hand. It's the mercy of God that we don't have all of the answers because we cannot bear them now. Now, does this mean that we shouldn't ask God questions? No, no. It doesn't mean we shouldn't ask God questions. In fact, all of chapter 16, Jesus is encouraging us to ask questions. I want to zoom in on verse 23 here. Jesus says, on that day, you will ask nothing of me. Very truly, I tell you, if you ask anything of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Now, upon first reading, that can be a bit confusing, right? Ask nothing of me, but ask the Father. So we're not supposed to talk to Jesus. No, no. If we actually, if we explore uh, the original Greek here, 
it, it's not Jesus or the Father that, that makes the asking different. It's the way we ask. You see, Jesus uses the same English word, ask, two times in that verse. But the Greek word is different. So the first time when Jesus says, if you ask, uh, on that day you will ask me nothing. That ask means to question. On that day you will ask nothing of me. Very truly I tell you, if you ask anything of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. So the second ask means to request. It's subtle, but it's a shift, isn't it? We go from questioning to requesting. Questioning is demanding, it's like a closed fist. Uh, requesting is uh, more of an open hand, right? It, it's seeking conversation, a, a dynamic interchange or exchange with the Lord. So we, we have to shift in our hearts from questioning, demanding, right? Bringing the Lord to task on the events of our lives to requesting. And I wanna walk you through this shift, okay? Because I don't want you to stop short in prayer. I feel like this happens a lot with me. I can get very tied up in the questions. I, I um, every week meet with small groups of women called the Well Mentorship. And oftentimes I'm, I'm reminding them and reminding myself, right, that questions don't always get us what we're looking for, but relating our hearts, that's the sweet spot. So don't stop short at the questions, but get into that sweet spot of relating your heart. Again, doesn't mean we can't ask questions, but here, let me, uh, let me kind of walk it through for you. Let's revisit those questions from earlier that you might get hung up on in prayer. When will you? Big question, right? This is one I come back to a lot in prayer. When will you? God, when? <laughs> when? Uh, the psalmist, right, again and again, he says, how long, O Lord? He brings questions. Questions are good, but don't stop short at the question. So if your question is, God, when will you? I want to encourage you to keep going and relate. God, when will you? Because I'm anxious. Now we're moving into the relating. I'm anxious and, and I miss my peace. I, I miss you, Jesus. You are my peace. Do you see how we're moving into this heart um, context? into relational conversation instead of standing in front of the Lord with our arms crossed demanding answers. We still ask our question, and if we can bear it, the Lord will tell us the answers. He will share with us from his heart the good, the merciful, the beautiful thing he's unfolding in our lives. But let's move through the harsh demanding question and into the relating. So when will you, God, because I'm anxious, because I'm anxious, come and be my peace. What about why did you? God, why? Why? This question haunts many of us. Why did you? And fill in the blank here. I know something's coming to mind for you. Why did you? Why did that person have to die? Why did I have to go through that physical suffering? Why did I have to get sick, God? Why did my baby have to suffer, right? Why, why did you? Let's keep moving into relating. God, why did you? I am so angry. I am so angry that you did that, God, that you let that happen. I'm so angry. I don't know how to be close to you. So please, Jesus, help me be close to you because I, I know there's no answer apart from you. There's, there's, um, 
There's no love, no understanding apart from you. You see how we kind of moved through that very intense, overwhelming emotion and experience of asking God why into an intimate moment. Let's try again. Why didn't you? Why didn't you protect me? Why didn't I get that job? Why didn't we get that house? Why didn't he want me? Whatever your why didn't you, let's move through that because God, I'm hurting. I'm hurting. You didn't do that thing for me. And I even thought, I thought we were on the same page here, God, but you didn't do that thing. And now I'm hurting. I'm in a lot of pain, Jesus. Will you send the Holy Spirit, the comforter? Comfort me in this pain. We want to give God an access point. Again, instead of standing before him, demanding answers, facing off with him, it moves us into an open posture, an open heart, to be able to receive what we actually want, which is him. Okay, one more. Let's try, where were you? Where were you, God, when that happened? Where were you? I want to see you. I have faith. I, I know that you love me. I know you were with me. But where were you? Where are you? Because God, I'm lonely. I felt so alone when that happened. Jesus, will you hold me? Just hold me. Sometimes words, when we really get down underneath that big question, that big emotion, we find that what we actually just need is silence. That loving, steady, steadfast silence. The understanding of God. He speaks more in silence even than in the black and white practical answers that we think we want. So let's try it now. I'm gonna give you a chance to bring your big question to God right now. We'll do it together so it's not so scary. Might be a different question, but if you need the help, if you, you need a little help to move from emotion, from, um, from the question into the relating, I'll walk you through again. Let's pray, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, teach us how to pray. God, we have so many questions, but we wanna encounter you and in your mercy, like a good father who explains things to his children patiently, lovingly, and only as much as we need to know in this moment. Do that for us, Lord. So God, we, we ask you, we ask you when, when, Lord, when will you? because I'm, now fill in that sentence. Relate, just speak to God from your heart, like a friend, like your father. God, why? Why did you let that happen? Because I'm, Lord, why didn't you? I hoped. I thought I wanted. But why didn't you? 
were you, Lord? We pray that with um, St. Martha, St. Mary, where were you? If you had been here, Lord, because I'm Stay in that vulnerable place. Get down underneath the question. What's really going on in your heart? Relate that to the Lord. This is a, a sacred moment and you are not alone. Not because I'm with you, but because he is with you right now in the room where you are. And he wants to, to speak to your heart. To restore your peace to comfort and hold you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you are the answer and that you have all of the answers. Thank you for your merciful love. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, friends. Just keep talking to the Lord from your heart. Love you. See ya. Bye.